This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This show is sponsored by Empower Your Reality. Empower Your Reality is an online consciousness school that is designed to help you elevate the mind, raise your consciousness, your vibration, to attract and create the reality of what it is that you desire. On Empower, at Empower Your Reality, we have books, we have online classes, you can find the podcast here on there and other things that can help you elevate and truly learn the art and the science of creating the reality of what it is that you want to experience in your life. So for more information to check out all that we're up to and what we're doing, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. Now, back to the show. What up, guys? This is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. 
Each week, you get to have a little snippet of me as I like to share something of a concept of something to help inspire, maybe shift a perspective, but something to help you elevate and raise the conscious level for you so that you can create more of the life or rediscover more of who you really are. In this episode, it's been it's been fun. I've been uh, I was away this weekend doing a lot of physical labor, um, something that I've grew up in. My father laid carpet for a living, and he made me start working with him at six years old. And so it's one of those things where um, long hours, never knowing when the job's going to be done, something I kind of grew up in. So it's kind of like going return back in, back to home when I can go do some physical labor like that. And woodworking is one of the things I love to do uh, on the side as like a hobby and so forth. And so it was kind of fun, but sore tired. You know, it's one of those things, but you challenge the body, you challenge things and you continue to grow. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. So it's a fun little project I've been doing. Um, and I have my dad with me to help me um, so that, you know, at one of the ways we we connected or um, spent time together was when we were on the jobs. So it's one of those things where I'm like, hey, remember we used to take me on a Saturday when I wanted to play and have fun and set my day up. And it's like, hey, you're coming to work with me. And so it's one of those things. But in this, in that process, you know, I was away out of town. It was one of those things where I got to, you know, really reflect on some stuff. And I I caught myself at times with FOMO, right? Uh, I love how people know that term now. It's kind of great, you know, fear of missing out. And I do this when it comes to, I I invest in cryptocurrencies. I've been doing it for a few years now. It's um, not just Bitcoin, but it's other things. And I'm not giving financial advice at all. But it's one of those things where I learned and it's from time to time, it still gets me where there'll come times where I'm like, oh man, I missed out on that. Son of a gun. How do I get back in? Can I buy? I'm going to make sure I buy now. It's out of this range. Maybe I'll just get it here. And it has taught me a lot about life in the process because when you FOMO, um, and this is what I'm going to be talking about today, you know, FOMO is just really scarcity mindset. FOMO is an, a thing where uh, a lot of times you think that this is the only time that you can, this is opportunities for you. And if you don't take it, there won't be any other opportunity. That is very limited. That's very scarcity based mindset. And one of the things I've learned in trading is that I missed a lot of good trades. Okay. I missed a lot of good ones. But what I've learned though, is that there's always going to be another one. And there always is. It's amazing how opportunities will still rise. Even if I miss something that skyrocketed and I could have made thousands upon thousands of dollars. And I'd be like, man, if I just got that at an early time, or if I knew if I kept it and I sold it too soon, which those happen a lot too. Um, all of a sudden then, you know, it's one of the things where it'll come back, not at the same price range, but it will come back and I could still make something off it. And that's what I've learned in life is that when you look at fear of missing out, we do that a lot in fads. We do that a lot in society. As humans, we like to be involved, right? If we have our circles and they're all doing something, most of the time you're going to do it too. Uh, it's because it's the cool thing. Everybody's talking about it. You don't want to miss out, right? So the fear of missing out makes you do that. It's kind of like peer pressure in a different way. And it's one of the things, though, that you really have to sit back and say, well, is this something I really want to do? Is this something that I'm really interested in? Because even like in, in the markets that I play, there is so many opportunities that I miss out on a lot. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I should have got that coin, but I went with this one. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, the one I didn't go with explodes. And it's like, oh, and you get frustrated and angry. I could have made more money. Man, I missed out. But at the end of the day, 
It's one of those things like, hey, there's always going to be another opportunity. There's always going to be something unless you believe there isn't. Now, that's the biggest key there. Unless you believe there is no other opportunity, then you won't see any other opportunity. Right. And I think this is where people get stuck in life. Like they make a big mistake or they hit a huge failure. Right. And instead of fail forward, they fail back. And what happens is they think that was their one time shot. I can't tell you how many times it's like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Well, it, and I'm not saying there are those things don't show up because there are in certain degrees. Um, but I think also there's, but there's other opportunities. It, this just may be what the value you're putting on it makes it like a once in a lifetime opportunity. And these are things that you want to look at and evaluate. But I think the biggest key factor is getting rid of FOMO because that's scarcity. You think there's not a lot of opportunities. You think that things have, and this can come in many different ways, money, relationships, you know, and dating. Uh, this can come into mental health, physical health. There's so many different things that this is where FOMO can come in. And so when you look at it from that perspective, know that you are coming from a very limited mindset. You think that there's only a select opportunities in life, and that's all there is. And the beautiful thing about life is that whatever you believe to be true, that's how you program your reality. That's how you program your matrix. That's how you program your world, your universe, because you are the creator of your life. You're the producer, the artist, you're the author. You are everything about your life. And if once you grasp this, this is why I wrote a book called Rediscover Your Greatness. And the biggest reason why I wrote that is I wanted people to understand the greatness that they have within them, right? I hear Les Brown say it all the time. Oh, you have greatness within you. And I was always, okay, that's great. That's nice. But what does that mean? And how can you prove that? right? Because some people may not believe that, right? And, and I was one of those. And it's one of those things where it's like, ah, maybe I can't do that. I'm not that type of person. I'm not this, right? And I went through all this limited belief systems. But then I started to realize, well, what if I am? And, and what proof is there that I am? How can I prove that? And that's where my journey began into universal laws, spiritual laws. As a chiropractor, I learned neurology. Then I was like, wait a minute, I learned all this neurology, but I really didn't grasp the neurology maybe that I was interested in. And so I restudied my neurology to understand different centers of the brain to what they play a role in and how they play uh, aspects of things and how you can influence that to create more better connections or uh, synapses to those areas of the brain to make this more of a reality. And it's been fascinating because in the work that I've done, and even with my coaching clients, I apply this to my coaching clients, it's been absolutely uh, a fun journey to see these transformations and these processes happen because what I've learned over time, and again, I wrote it in the book, is that we are truly the creators of our life. We're co-creating with the universe, and the universe is like this, this, this catalog of endless experiences, endless things, and once you start to grasp that, once you start to truly believe and say, you know what, maybe there is, your whole world changes. I mean, it's amazing how that happens. And I could tell you from a neurological perspective, it happens. I can tell you from a universal law perspective, it happens. Because when you have a belief, emotions come in and that starts to move things and raises the vibes, right? It takes your, your energy levels, your frequencies, and it starts to raise them up. You know, Dr. David Hawkins used to say, 
he, he called it conscious technology and he had a way of accessing an individual's consciousness level. Well, I like to call it vibration and frequencies, but it's one of the things where you raise that up, you have a different experience. And the frequency, the tune, the vibe that you are, that you align with is only real. It's only, and when you're there and whatever you align to, that is your reality. That's the only thing you can experience. There's nothing else in the world that's going to happen because of that reality. So you have to understand that you have to shift vibes and emotion plays a role. Beliefs play another role. So imagine if you're in scarcity, right? And you're in this protection mechanism and you're like, no, this, this is not my, uh, I, this is all I'm going to have. I missed my greatest opportunity. I got to miss a boat. Well, guess what happens then? If you really believe that, then all you're going to see is that. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. This is why in the work I do, I'm so big on vision. I'm so big on mental clarity and you keep creating the vision of what you want in your life and all aspects of your life. Uh, a lot of times people you know, may come to me just for business stuff. And I'm like, I do business, but I do everything. Because the key is I have to work on everything because not one factor of your life does not overflow into another. Um, and so it's one of those things that when you look at your life, okay, be aware. What is FOMO? FOMO, you know, and when you start to worry and you think, oh my God, there's nothing going to happen again. This is going to miss out on this. There's only one thing, an opportunity. You're in scarcity mindset. You believe that that's the only thing that exists. And that's the only thing that's going to be successful. I was that way. I thought the path to success was only this way. And what was fascinating when I wasn't getting there, I saw myself as a failure. And, and this is a chiropractor. And it was one of those things that over time I had to really look at my life and say, okay, maybe this is not the path I need to go. Instead, let me take a step back and let me look at what I, who do I really want to become? What are, what's the biggest goal I want to have, right? What's the, the vision that I want to create for myself? And then how do I want to live my life every single day with that? And that's when I started to shift drastically because then it became, well, I don't care the path to get there. I just care about getting there, right? And I'll enjoy the journey and I'll, I'll love the ups and downs. I'm not saying I'm happy about them all the time. Um, they, they do some, some of them are, you know, I call them gut wrenchers where it's just like, oh, this hurts. This isn't fun. This is not good. You know, your stomach gets queasy from it all. But it's one of the things where, you know, I'll just take it. I, I shifted gears that way. And I, I don't get so hung up on the process and the journey as much as I used to. And I'm more now of just like, hey, it's all part of the process. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going to end up. I know that's going to happen. And that's, that's just been my main focus in life. And that's, it has worked out. I've shifted the, I did this four years ago in my life and it was something that I had a coach just really tell me, you need to learn to trust the process. He says, you say you do, but you don't really trust the process. And I really sat home with that. And I was like, you know what? I started analyzing. I meditated a few times on this. I really want to, I really took myself out of the picture and really wanted to see from an objective perspective of how much do I really, really trust? And how much am I trying to dictate, right? And it's amazing because we do this in our lives. We want certainty. We want control. We want to set a goal and go after it. And I say, you know what? I'm going to let go. And I literally let go. All metrics that I used for measurements to see how the business was running, how other things were going, how I was going to achieve certain levels, what I was going to do. And I just I'm just going to let it all be. I'm not going to try to control. I'm not going to try to do anything. I'm just going to let things be the way it is. And what was fascinating about that is I became less stressed, okay, less stressed. I don't worry about things anymore like I used to. And um, things just work out. Like, it's fascinating. With COVID happening last year, I remember uh, having a conversation with my wife, and she's like, what are we going to do about the business? How, you know, what if we can't work? What if this? And I said, don't worry about it. We'll cross that bridge when it comes. Right now, we need to help support our patients and do this stuff, right? And I said, when if that shows up, 
then we'll take care of it as the time comes. But I have a, this is where we're going with it. This is what we're going to create. This is what we're going to do. And I don't know how, whatever happens in the middle, if I'm in the office, not in the office, I'm still doing this, right? I'm still moving to that vision. And it was fascinating. All worked out the way it was supposed to. Um, and we were able to help our community massively and still continue to do. So it's, again, it comes down to vision and it's not about that scarcity, right? It wasn't like, oh my God, we have to protect and shut down. It was more like, hold on, how do we prepare and position ourselves so that we are not in a state of fear and we are in a state of thriving instead of surviving. And a lot of times it's so easy for us to get stuck in a survival mode. I mean, look at COVID, they throw a virus out there that people don't know about and they get a lot very fearful. The media keeps perpetuating fear. Then you get all this data and health experts adding to the fear without educating the public on basic facts. But this podcast is not for that. Uh, but it's one of the things where you can go ahead in your life and really look at if you can really see FOMO and understand it is scarcity. And all it is is a limited belief system. And none, if you can grasp that and you can truly understand that, then all of a sudden there will always be opportunities available for you, right? Now, don't get me wrong. VHRs, you know, VHS tapes, you couldn't create a business in that now and playing them because people are gonna be like, I got Netflix, what do I need that for, right? That was a time that was perfect for back then, just like DVDs, right? Now, I don't know who has DVDs. Everything's on Netflix and other online demand movies. And you can download your own database now. You can buy your own movies and save them online in the cloud-based system, right? Things have changed. Technology has changed. So there's timings for that. So trust me, I understand those things. But what I mean is the base on opportunities, right? Let's say you missed the opportunity for DVDs, but you can look at what the market's going to turn into. And you can say, you know what? Maybe we'll do this, right? Data storage. So we got USBs. Now we have cloud-based systems. What's going to be after cloud? Who knows? I'm not in that industry. Um, but it's one of the things where I think personal clouds is going to be the next step, right? How can you create personal clouds for people? And you can do them already, but um, it, it'll be more of a bigger market so that you have your own cloud base. So you control your cloud-based system instead of someone else. But it's one of the things where opportunities are always going to be there. They're always going to show up. It just depends on what you see and how you see it fit. And it's just like I learned in business and I learned in many different elements of life is that, you know, things, it's never just going to be one way. So I always, when I always give advice to my clients, when someone says, this is the way run away, because the thing is, is that, that, that may be the way for them and it worked for them, but you may have your own process. You may have your own way of doing things. And that's something I had to learn hard because it was one of the things where I thought this is what success was. This is what it looks like. This is how it is. And then I got there and all of a sudden I'm going, this is not me. Who is this person I created? That's not me. And I had to recheck everything. I had a, some, some parts of my life, I had to break back down to the foundation. And I really had to look at myself and say, you know what? I messed up here. This is not who I was. I made a mistake here. I did this here. And I recalibrated and said, what is it that I want to create? How do I want to be happier every day? Right? Because my biggest goal, and I think this is a goal for everyone, is we want freedom. I really believe we want freedom. We want emotional freedom. We want financial freedom. We want freedom in our relationships. We want to be able to be who we are in a relationship and not be judged, not be shamed and be accepted, right? I really believe we look for freedom in every aspect of our life. And I really believe that's the deepest level because I think when you talk about some people say, oh, I just want to be happy. Well, happy is an external event, right? Because you can be happy right now and you get bad news. 99% you're going to be not happy, right? That's an external thing. 
And your joy is a whole different ballgame because you're always going to be internally happy and vibrant. And so it's one of those things when you look at your life, you want to make sure that, you know, when, when it comes to different aspects, I really believe that we want freedom. And scarcity is putting yourself in a prison. FOMO is putting yourself in the prison. It is the opposite of what you're wanting. It's the opposite of what you seek. It is the lack that you focus on. And if you can shift gears from that and you can start to focus on things that you want to create in your life, and I don't mean material and superficial stuff, that's not a bad thing, but I don't mean it from that perspective. What I mean is creating the deeper rooted foundational stuff that matters, right? What really makes you tick in a good way? What really gets you excited? What inspires you? What creates joy? Because when you're in a state of joy, scarcity can't exist. Because you're like, you know what? I read, a, I read a quote, and I love this quote. It said, the child draws a painting, does not care if it's good or not. They enjoy the process of drawing. And I love that. And I think if we as humans can learn back, go back to children, I think that's what children do for us, is they help us remind us who we are as a spiritual being, right? Because a child comes pure into the world. It's the adults, and, and don't take this wrong, parents, but it is the adults in the society, in the culture, in the family, in the friends that taints the spirit. And then that leads the course. And I, you know, all the stuff that I've researched on, it, the children give us the opportunity to remember who we are. And there's even research that's been showing now that like an infant, when you look at their eyes, they're actually helping you heal your old child wounds. It's very powerful stuff because they, you, they're, they're, they're in the state of present consciousness, right? And so it's one of the things where if we can go back, and I write about, I talk about this in my book, Rediscover Your Greatness. If we can go back to being a child in the sense of how children live, where it's not about if my drawing's good or bad, it's about me enjoying the process of it, right? It's just me being in the moment. That's the beauty of life. I want you to go on the dance floor and just dance, dance to the music. Don't pay attention to what, oh, if I'm moving well or doing this. I was one of those guys too. I love to dance. I learned Latin dancing. I learned a lot of EDM tile dances, uh, footwork. I mean, I grew up with that. But when I got on the dance floor, I was always, back in the day, I didn't have a lot of, I was an insecure guy. So for me, I wanted to show myself to be like, yeah, look, I can do this. And I'd be doing all this stuff. And if I messed up, I would stop. And I didn't know until later, that's all about just joining the process. You know, sometimes salsa music will come out. I'll grab my wife and we'll dance salsa. And I'm messing up. I haven't danced in a long time. But it's one of the things where I'll remember some old moves. She's like, what are you doing? I'm going, and I'm like, hey, let's just get into it. Just go with it. Whatever happens, just let's have the fun with this, right? And it's getting back into that moment. So FOMO and scarcity puts you in a prison. If that's one thing I can give you guys at the end of this is FOMO and scarcity puts you in the prison and separates you farther away from what it is that you desire. So if you can understand that opportunities are always going to exist, if you can get into that state of freedom, it's just a matter of time, right? And I learned this in crypto, right? Some guys will put a post up and say, hey, here is what this price is going to be. And I'm looking going, that's a far deep down process. My wait a week, still not there. Two weeks, still not there. But then all of a sudden it will hit. Two and a half weeks. A guy waits a whole month for this whole thing. And he missed out on other trades. He didn't care. He's like, this is the one trade I'm putting my energy into. And he will boatload money into it and it will work out. And he'll make, he'll two, three times his portfolio. And I'm going, how do, okay, maybe two, three times. But he'll grow like his portfolio on one trade, like 30 to 50% because he waited for that moment. He waited. He kept an eye on it. And so it's one of those things where 
what are we doing in our life that we're waiting for the right moment, right? Divine timing to help us in that process. So I hope this helps. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, this episode, and really help you kind of just see things to understand that FOMO, I love how it's being used in a term now, but it's one of the things where if you think of FOMO, scarcity, prison, think of those mindsets, no FOMO, no scarcity, then you're in freedom to choose and enjoy the process. Have fun in the process. Remember to be a kid. Well, thank you for tuning in this week and anything that, you know, if you're a first time listener, please subscribe. Helps you just get reminders of these episodes because we launch two a week. We have an awesome interview coming up this Friday. Take a peek. I usually do share it on my social media handles and so forth um, and let everyone know who's coming up, when the release is happening. So you kind of get a little bit of a gist, a little snippet of the the podcast and so forth. Um, So take a peek. As always, appreciate you guys. Thank you for the support for all my subscribers and listeners. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is DrVic21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash DrVicManzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. Until next time, keep rocking and rolling.